curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks, Mr. Curiosity has arrived with another episode, and uh, the gentleman in front of me, I'm not sure how to even um, properly introduce, because even though I'm a Catholic guy, I never know reverend, father, high priest. I don't know the right thing. But anyway, I'm Joe Snedeker, and in front of me is... Father Joe Sika. So do I have to say father? No, you can call me Joe. That seems so, I don't know. Like I can't just say. So (laughs) un-Catholic? No, it's like when I see my old teachers from high school and they say, call me. Your mother be praying 5,000 rosaries. (laughs) Um, and maybe I have he to call go. the priest by his first I name. I know, oh, I know. Oh it's my like, God, I'm gonna burn in hell. You put peroxide in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, that's a good place to start. Maybe what is the difference between a father, a reverend, a priest? I don't. Uh, even... Reverend is the more formal title, and that's you, though. Yeah, reverend is like, like when you're addressing us in a letter. Reverend Father is the informal title, and priest is who I am. My okay, I'm a priest. But I can call you Joe, and you're not going to be hurt. No, I'm not going to be hurt by that. Not at all. What if I call my name? (laughs) That was my name. I was given a baptism. You could call me Joe too. We're the same. Yeah. You like Joseph? Well, you're a father. (laughs) See, call me father. Joe. You're a father. I have reproduced myself uh, three times. Exactly correct. You you, you cloned yourself. (laughs) Well, it's not exactly. I shared my genes. That's right. Exactly. All right. So uh, it's funny. uh, Father Sika came into this room. Uh, I'm not going to say we are. Good friends. I don't know that much about you. I don't know if you know that much about me. Mm-hmm. We have mutual friends. We met at first a wedding. time at a wedding or yeah. something with my in-laws, and I'm like, this could be one of the coolest guys I ever met in my life. Well, same here. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Oh, I'm honored, I'm to, honored be to have you honored here. Honored to be here. And you came in with bags. What's with these bags? Let me tell you what happened. I, I put the news on this morning. <laughs> yes. I, there you are watching see, I, WNEP. I, I'm watching you in the garden with Mrs. T and those fake peppers you had. They weren't fake. They well, were grown in our yard. Yeah, well, I know they were, but I'm going to give you some good stuff here. <laughs> give me First these of bags. all, I, I got a bag of provolone. There's some provolone Folks, cheese. Folks, she's handing me a, ba- a bag of cheese. Aged. That's aged. That means when you eat that, that's going to smell like the bottom of a woman's, woman's foot, <laughs> and it's going to tinkle in your mouth like needles. <laughs> you spent 305 on this? 305. All right. no, and, no, and no priest discount either. <laughs> And there's and there's some olive oil, extra for you. virgin olive oil. Olive oil. Right. Now, now let me tell you, and here's some bread, the best Italian bread around from Augustino's Augustini and Old Forge. And Are now, you pushing and, your heritage on me? I am. I'm not going to accept this. I'm a Slovak. Everything begins with a vowel. <laughs> well, that, well, that, well, that, well, that's why Slovak kids are smart. They go to Pierogio school. <laughs> And then I got some nice long hots. So now, what's a long hot? A long a, hot is an Italian pepper. This pepper looks like a banana. That's right. It's gigantic. Or like a toenail. <laughs> or, a to- or a toenail. But, but now, were these hot, hot? Hot, very hot. They, they burn going in and coming out, so oh, be careful. beautiful. This is just what I like. And you got to fry those. I'm going to do some quick math. Three, six, 12, 15, 16, 20 bucks here you spent on me? Yeah, yeah 20 bucks, 20 bucks. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Pre- I'll, I'll get in the second collection on Sunday. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Or you could just take it off my penance. I'll take it off your penance. <laughs> just say 20 Hill Marys will be even. But, All right, speaking of Italy, is yes. this uh, your mom and dad? Where are they? Where are they making you? Is it Italy? Is it no, no, uh, my, your my, grandparents, my, my grand- your great grandparents? I mean, my great grandparents. They came over from Calabria. Oh, so your heritage goes back that far? Calabria, yeah. My, my, my uh, grandparents, uh, they came over. Uh, they were here. Their parents came over from Calabria. They came, and then my mother and father, uh, we grew up in uh, the Bunker Hill section of Dunmore. 
So uh, you, your whole life, right here in Scranton, Dunmore. Right here in Scranton, Dunmore, northeastern Pennsylvania. There you are, a little embryo and fetus born yes. to the world. Yeah. I can't picture you as a little fetus. Neither can I. <laughs> but at one time, I was little. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> so this little guy born in Dunmore, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you want to give the year. I don't know if... Van 1955. And, I don't 55. care. Yeah, 63 years old. So we're only about 10 years yeah, apart. Yeah, because 63 is a new 25. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's in the 50s. Uh, what's your mom and dad doing for a living? What are they like? My mother was stay-home mom. My father was a tractor-trailer driver for Road no, Express. No, Yeah. Is well, that right? He drove, he, in fact, he drew up up near your neighborhood, Four City and Honesdale and all that area. Like, what did, like, what did he, what was he moving? He, he uh, merchandise, you know, different, uh, like Solemn's, which was a clothing store up in Honesdale, furniture. Yeah. Get out of yeah. here. Deliveries on a tractor trailer for every day. For some reason, I thought there was some, like, divine origin of you. No, and there was, like, no. There's like lightning bolts hitting no. Main Street, no. Drinker Street, something. Yeah, that, 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 that happened in Bethlehem. That happened in Dunmore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There may have been lightning bolts when it hit me, but it wasn't for that reason. <laughs> and are these both uh, religious people? These are my f- my mother and father were both religious, yeah. And that's where I first learned about the church. And uh, first, I, li- I lived on Luke Avenue, and the church I could throw a stone from my house to the church, Saint Rocco's Church. Okay. And the pastor there, Father Anthony Tombasco, was very influential in our lives. Italian guy. Italian guy. Uh, uh, there for years and years and years, and uh, I became a priest because I was impressed by the way he, he was. His kindness, his compassion, his sermons on Sunday, how nice he was to people, uh, the way he brought people together. Because we, when we were growing up, the church was the center of our life. Everything involved in the church, church picnics, church dinners, uh, Halloween parties, Christmas parties, going to mass, serving mass. We, we, we used to fight to serve uh, mass, especially weddings, because, because they gave you $5 when you served the wedding. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I did the same thing. Father, I must say, before we get into it, because you jumped from being born— to already being influenced into priesthood. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering, when, it's funny the way I grew up in Simpson with the Slovak upbringing. Mm-hmm. There was no real, like, you said it was a, it was a way of life. For mm-hmm. me, same thing. Yeah. It, it wasn't like when I was home, oh, Jesus wants you to do this or God said yeah. this. It was like just in church I'd hear about that. And yeah. that I had catechism. And the church yeah. was three houses down. Right. All my friends yeah. went there. All their Everybody friends' parents. Yeah. It's a way of life. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes our parents would, would punish us, say, you're, you're not going to the dance in the parish if you don't behave. You're not going to go to the Halloween party. They took us to Ghost Town of the Glen. Yeah, they exactly. took us to, uh, you know. Altar uh, Boy area. trips oh, and, yeah, and parish trips. Stuff. Everything, yeah. Rocky Glen and uh, Angela Park and Hazleton. It's a different kind of religion. It's not like a like a... It's not like a praise the Lord. No, no. It's more like it was a part of the culture. Yeah. It was more quiet, prayerful. Yeah. Uh, you went to church. Uh, the priest did his thing. But now the church has changed all that. Where It's, yep. it's, it's more of a celebration uh, where people are, people sing, people participate. Okay. Is that good or bad? I, I think know. it's great. I think, okay. I think it's great. But you know, everything served a purpose. At that time, that was the way the church was. And everything is different now. Because uh, society's different. People are into media. People are into high-tech stuff. So the church has to kind of get along with that stuff. I bring my Ma- cell phone to church. Is that? Oh, silence the cell phone. <laughs> silence the cell phone. <laughs> There's at points during sermons that I look at it. Do and you? I'll search the web. Why? To, to, to see if he's correct? The <laughs> no, just because I'm bored. I'm <laughs> oh, my God. 
Don't, they, don't mention the church you're at. No, this isn't your sermon. That's a whole different. That's not you. Thank I don't you. Go Thank somewhere you. Else. Thank you. All right. So anyway, back to Dunmore, 1955-67. So mm-hmm. uh, what do you remember from your little childhood? Is this like a family? A family neighborhood. Big family? Family. Just my, myself and my sister. Oh. Uh, and uh, my, next door is my aunt and uncle. And then my grandparents across. Everybody knew everybody. Oh, it was a whole different neighborhood in those days. Doors were open. Yeah. I, I remember my grandfather died. Uh, we were going to the, to the funeral home. I said to my grandma, grandma, shall I lock the door? I don't even know where the key is. People, that, people right? were in and out of each other's houses. If you misbehaved, the next door neighbor would, would, would discipline you. Your parents wouldn't get upset. Uh, but everybody got along. Neighbors got along. People got along. People looked out for each other. Those neighborhoods are, are gone now. Most people don't even know who their neighbors are today. Nope. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's all like egg crate living. You don't even know who people are next to you. No, you are correct. And the funny part is, how about the overly politically correctness of things now? And because you're Italian and I have a Slovak heritage, yeah. we used to always not make fun of, but playfully. Oh, yeah. Teach. Oh, the Italians are over there. The yeah. Polacks the Pol- are over yeah. there. And no the one Irish took, are over the there. Irish the Irish are, are over there. And no one took it serious or no. got offended. It was no. funny. Like, oh, no. okay, we're going to put the Italians no. here and we're going to play hockey this weekend on the pond. It'll be the Italians versus yeah. the Polacks. What, what, and Ita- it's all funny. Or, or Italian churches, Slovak churches, yeah. Polish churches, German churches, the Irish church. And yeah, but today, even if we give a sermon, when you're writing a sermon, you got to say to yourself, am I going to offend anybody? I know. I can't tell this joke. I may offend these people. I can't yeah. tell this. I may offend that. I think we're over politically correct today. Oh, me too. It's got to swing back the yeah. other way. Let's yeah. get it back. Yeah, let's get it back. We, 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 we made fun of the Italians. We, That's we, right. We they, they, Italians. Didn't care. No, they didn't we care. Told, we told Polish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> My people are called roundheads. Yeah. That doesn't bother My me. My people are called wops, guineas. <laughs> <laughs> and other things. doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It's a compliment. What does WAP mean again? Without, well, WAP means when they came over from Italy, they had no passport. So without, we, out, without passport. That's their... That's they they their were stamped WAP. Yeah. Isn't that something? Ellis Island. But you wouldn't be offended by that. Some no. of my greatest friends no. in the early years, no. we said that. No. They called me a no. round head and it was no. all fun. No. We went to school with our lunch bags. Our lunch bags leaked because they were all full of grease and oil. <laughs> no, I mean, we didn't care. People laughed. Who cares? Is that why you give me this That's why I gave you olive oil. <laughs> that, 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 that cures everything, by the way. Take a couple of tablespoons of that. Warm it up. I can slick back my hair. Slick in it back too. your hair and everything. <laughs> You'll think you're from the movie Grease. So when when are you uh, when you're in elementary school, high school? What do you like there? Are you like a are you like a uh, a ball player? Are you like a studious no, no, guy? No. Are you nerdy? Are you nerdy. cool? I, I probably was nerdy. Qu- quiet, quiet. Quiet and nerdy. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to public grade school, William Prescott. So public number thirty-eight, school, grade and then school. I went to uh, Dunmore Central Catholic, which is now Holy Cross. Oh, so wait, there's that big move. Why not the big, public high school? I wanted to, but, but uh, the pastor was very influential. He said, look, we're involved in the school here. We want to get people in my parish to go to school. So at that time, you went for $35 a year. And so I went. Wow. It was new for me. How many in your class? Right. Over, over 100 and some. That many? Yeah, it was a large class. So you're, the, you're a nerdy, quiet guy. Nerdy, quiet guy. There you are, Catholic Debate school. club. Debate club. Yeah, de- can you imagine debate? No. Debate, yeah. Uh, I'd be like, who cares? Yeah, no, Get me out of here. Yeah, no basketball. no Nothing like not, that. Nothing like that. Go, no. 15, 16, saying I got to get a car. Get a car. Go, go to the dances because we had dances in the schools. Yeah. I didn't get a car till I was ordained a deacon. Oh, one step at a time, yeah, big guy. All exactly. right. So, so then when does this decision come where you're like, right okay. around my sophomore, junior year in high school? Uh, well, my pastor, my pastor called me and Father Tabasco, and he said to me, what are you going to do after uh, high school? I said, I'm going to probably go to the University of Scranton. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor. And he said, I think you should be a priest. 
He said, you'd be a great priest. And so he said, why don't you give it a try? There's a, a thing at St. Pius X Seminary this week. And why don't you go and see what they have to say? So I went up. Is that right? So yeah. you're like 15, 16, yeah, 17? Yeah, my, my dad drew, drove me up to Dalton. Is he saying you should do this? Is yeah, my, they were very supportive. And remember, I'm going from uh, Dunmore to Dalton. That's like going to California. <laughs> I, I, I should, I should wait, 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 stay in a hotel overnight. He said, no, no. I was I was like Jesus. I didn't go 20 miles outside of where I lived. And, and when I used to leave Simpson, a big trip for me was to go to Sugarman's. Exactly. And that was, that like... was a huge trip for us. Up, up the Einan we would go. We're going up the Einan. Are we, we going to stop for something neat? Yes, we'll stop for something neat. Up the Arby's. Einan. Arby's, yeah, McDonald's. Of course, there was no McDonald's those. It was Carol's in those days. Yeah, oh, that's stop right. And that's go. right. Yeah, that's right. And so then I. But uh, did you have a problem with like thinking that way? Like, okay, now I'm going to have to go towards more of a more uh, no fun life, uh, no chicks life. Yeah, exactly. I can't say chicks anymore, can I? No women. I, women. No women life. No women. No, yeah. no, 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 no intimacy. No I mean, intimacy. Did you think? Did you make? Did you remember thinking those things? Like, oh, not no, really. No. Not really. But they, they talked to us about it. They know that the priesthood is a celibate life, and you have to maintain celibacy. That didn't uh, bother you. No, it didn't bother. And so uh, I was very impressed with Monsignor McGowan, okay, who was the uh, rector. Uh, and Father John Walsh, the, the priest that were there, and some of the seminarians. So I, I went home to my mother and father said, I think I want to be a priest. And a priest is a, a, priest is a vocation, so you pray about it, you talk about it. And then uh, after my senior year, I went to uh, St. Pius X, University of Scranton. I spent four years in Dalton, got a degree in philosophy and theology. And then you have to go for four more years of theology. So I went to Catholic University in Washington. So this is early 70s? 70s, yeah. And what's this like now? Uh, we're done landing on the moon. Woodstock is over. Yeah. Cultural revolution. Yeah. Uh, do you remember all that? Remember like, all was that there, stuff. Was like crazy yeah. stuff crazy in college? Stuff, crazy stuff. Yeah. But, but university, we, we basically went down to the university. Our, our whole life was at the seminary. Oh, okay. So we, you were isolated from We were isolated, yeah. And but but the seminary had its own community. We did things in the seminary. It was I mean, I'll tell you, it, it was eight years of 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 a joy. Oh yeah, four years of theology, four years of undergraduate, and four years of graduate school. Catholic University was the best. Uh, I went to Catholic U, and there I met a lot of great theologians. Uh, one of my dear dear friends was uh, Avery Dulles, uh, whose father was John Foster Dulles, Secretary of State, Alan Foster Dulles, and Avery became a cardinal in the church. You're name dropping. I know I am. I know I know. <laughs> More to come, right? <laughs> More to come. Well, here, here's one thing. So I always wonder this. So the, the priesthood background is all history, theology, a lot of that. History. I mean, I know what theology yeah. is, but yet I don't. Like, yeah. What are you getting into? When well, you're the in? different parts of theology, you would take uh, courses like in uh, Revelation, how, how does God reveal himself to you? Moral theology, uh, doing right and wrong, scripture, uh, pastoral theology, uh, ethics, World religions, different World religions, views, all that? everything, everything. Uh, and you would have to uh, get uh, a master's degree in theology. So you, uh-huh. would, you, would need, you, need, you need 120 credits because there's the master's degree credits and then there's the ordination requirements. Yeah. And, so, and then while you're in theology, you're also going out to ministry, hospitals, parishes, schools, and doing things. Uh, and so it, it's, a, it's a well-rounded education. But Catholic University was a university setting. So you were, you were in class not only with the people who were going to become priests, but also with sisters who were getting their advanced degrees in theology. I uh, see. And, and in, in laymen, people like yourself who, who wanted to be uh, theologians, they were getting their degrees in theology to teach in schools. 
Oh, I see. So, but but at that time, when you're being shown all this, when you're being um, educated about all the different world religions, do you start questioning anything ever? You do. Because this is where question, I was when I was... Questioning's important. But it, but I always came back to the fact that uh, I felt best in the Catholic Church. Yeah. I, would, I would never bash other religions because uh, people are authentic and genuine in there. But I feel at home in the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church satisfies me with the sacramental system, the ethical system, and, and all the history of the Catholic Church. I don't say we're superior and you have us inferior. We're, we got oh, our flaws. We all— we, we have a lot of flaws. <laughs> still growing, still, still growing, changing. still changing, still learning, still doing things, still trying to figure out who we are. Uh, but yet, uh, that's why I love uh, the new Pope, uh, Pope Francis, when he says that uh, the church is a field hospital where people come who are wounded. So, you know, when I was at Catholic University, we studied a theologian named Karl Rahner, and he said the church is not a, mu- a museum for saints, it's a hospital for sinners. Oh, I like So it. we're like all broken, yeah. and we come there. Uh, in our faith, we come Sunday after Sunday, and we say after before communion, only say the word and I'll be healed. Because people come there with all kind of problems on Sunday. Uh, their relationship may not be going I know. Are best. you prepared for that? Like, how do they prepare you for that? You need a degree in psychology. You, need you have to be a things. psychiatrist almost. You, people coming with every issue in the world. Every issue in the world. And you got to – because in one weekend, you can do a funeral of a parent, a child, a uh, uh, a spouse, then you go to a wedding, then you go to a hospital to help people uh, close the eyes of someone for the last time. Jeez. So in a weekend can be uh, you, you're going through the whole gamut of human emotions, the highs and lows, the, the highs and lows swinging all over. And, the and place. you find out. I found out one thing, and being in ministry for 37 years, I don't have all the answers. I mean, I, I don't I mean I, when people ask the question why, I said I, I don't ask the question why. You know, I said I don't understand it. I don't understand why why a child dies before their parents. I understand why all of a sudden someone could be healthy and now they have an inoperable tumor. Or you're in a great relationship and the spouse says, you know, I don't love you anymore and I'm out of here. A lot of stuff I don't understand. That baggage is thrown on you every day. Every day. Every, every day people call up and they say, Father, can, can we come and see you? Can we talk to you? And then they come and they share their problems because they're carrying pain. And they're not looking for answers all the time. They're looking for someone to listen to them. You know, maybe just for a moment to see what I'm going through to feel my pain, to see the world through my eyes, uh, how, how I'm dealing with this, and then slowly to give them some uh, assurance, maybe some guidance, and then to make a referral because sometimes the stuff's out of, out of, out of my area. Uh, I'm not a psychologist. Right. So I'll, I know psychologists, I'll, re, I'll refer them to different people. Uh, and uh, and, I'll, and Or if, if they have a chemical addiction, I'll, I'll get them into a, a program. We'll try to get them someone who's been in the program to help them. Well, I'm going to lay this problem on you now because here's my problem. And I kind of know the answer and I'm okay with it. I'm not mm-hmm. struggling, but I got to share this with you. Go ahead. Because I've never mentioned this to any – well, I have, but not to my priests of my past. So I was, I was born and raised a Catholic. I was an altar boy, did all that through my teen years. Then I wanted to major in science. I've always been a science kid. Mm-hmm. So now I go to college. And I start getting all this contradictory information mm-hmm. that I now follow and believe. Mm-hmm. Anything from evolution to the age of the earth to the uh, – you know, the just in the last tens of thousands of years, we had competitive species like mm-hmm. us, Neanderthals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think none of this makes sense to what I learned from religious education mm-hmm. or from what Catholicism yes. uh, tends to preach. It's in stark contrast. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I slowly 
lost my religion over the years. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a big problem with that. I'm okay with this just big, broad spirituality and mm -hmm. the unknown. Mm -hmm. But what do you say to a guy like me who just sees all these contradictions? And What, what are some of the contradictions you see? Uh, well, for, for example, like if three or four different types of humans are all existing at the same time, 50, 60, 70,000 years ago, one not as advanced as us, and, you know, what, what is all that? Like, you know, how, how does – they're not us. It's a separate species. Yeah. They're not as smart as us. Does yeah. God have any – why did he do that? Does he have – what are they? Do they count? Do they yeah, have life after death? Why did he do this? It doesn't, it's not a clear – Well, and, 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 that, and that's the great mystery. You know, the whole uh, – the evolution, the Darwin stuff and the origin of the species and uh, – Yeah. I, I mean, I, I once – Recently heard, accepted by Catholicism. Yeah, and, and, you know, as long as God's in the picture. Right. Because, I mean, I think that something of a higher intelligence, it just didn't happen by accident. Or like a magic act, poof, yeah, you know, you know, just, slow, it, gradual yeah, just process. Just everything blew up the Big Bang Theory yeah, yeah. And, and somebody had to put order in the universe. And, uh, and, and so I, I believe that's God that did that. And uh, we don't know if there's only life here on Earth. Can't there be life on other planets? I mean, Considering there are billions of stars that's and right. billions that's of right. galaxies, that's right. each one that's could right. have hundreds of stars that's of, right. of that's planets. Right. So, yeah, that's right. so what if there's – what if 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when you and I are old guys in the nursing home, yeah. new life is discovered that's right. around uh, – I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? I'm okay with that. How does that all fit in, though? Because, because God made the entire – universe. So why can't God have life on other planets? But why didn't he mention that in these early writings? Why well, does it seem so maybe, narrow? Maybe, maybe it's for us to, uh, you know, there's all kinds of theories. Maybe no, I know. They, came just... in, they, they can get to us, we can't get to them, and they've been here, they helped build the pyramids, they helped do this, and uh, or there are aliens living with us and among us. And Could I, I be know. an alien? I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> E.T. E.T. <laughs> no, no, these are some of the struggles I had. And one thing I remember learning in religious, like if you never found out, or, or how, how do you guys say it? If you never take the Lord Jesus in, mm -hmm. you are doomed to eternal damnation. So no, you're not. No, no, but, but isn't that stated somewhere? And I'm not trying yeah, to fight. I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't believe that. If it is, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible statement. I know, because what about all those Native Americans and Chinese well, who well, never even well, had a chance? Well, what about those people who never have heard of God and are doing good things? Well, that's what as, I'm saying, as the, right. as theology calls the anonymous Christian. Yeah. Because I believe that God wills all people to be saved. I mean, God doesn't make junk. I mean, the day in which God made you and made me, we have his DNA going through our blood. Because we have the DNA of God, if we believe we're made in his image and likeness, then he's a part of us and we're kings and queens. We didn't come off any assembly line. God made us one of a kind. He made us unique, uh, as we hear in the Bible, wonderfully and fearfully made. Uh, and to believe that, that uh, God cares about us. And I think just like a parent. Uh, a child who walks away and says to a father and mother, I just am not interested in your, your business, your lifestyle, and you, and you don't disown them. You say, well, if everyone want to come back, I'm here. Like the prodigal son, you want to come back, I'm here. Uh, and I think people do leave the church for all different reasons. I think these are very difficult times in the church right now. It's, I mean, we're on the front page of the newspaper right. every day right now. It's no secret that we're going through the most horrible time in the church with this abuse stuff. Uh, and people can lose faith and people can move away and people – but God stays uh, and uh, I'm staying uh, and, and hopefully bringing hope to people. And so someone like yourself, I mean, I could see a scientist, but, you know, don't get too scientific. Sometimes science has to say that uh, we don't have all the answers either. 
uh, and maybe there's just something greater out there that we can't explain. Good words. All right, so let's go back to your past. You're in your 20s. Yes. You're out of uh, the, the sem- seminary. Area. Okay, so what happens? You go back home. Do you say, I need a job? How does no, you get, you get ordained a deacon first. Deacon. And I, when I was a deacon, I was in Sarah, Pennsylvania, and oh. then, uh, and had gr- great time up there with uh, Monsignor Tom Jordan. And So you're like 23, 4, 5, 20, something like that? 24. And what does that mean, deacon? A deacon means that you're not a priest. You can preach the gospel. You can uh, do a wedding ceremony. You can preside over funerals. And you can baptize. Deacon is is one of the uh, orders towards priesthood. So it's almost like you're going to be a physician, a doctor. Like a, you're an intern. And you're an intern. You're an right? intern. Yeah, a <laughs> resident. <laughs> resident. You like the song Deacon Blue by Steely Dan? That's yeah, a that's song. a nice song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would listen to that yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, 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 so now, you're up in Sarah. Up in Sarah, and then uh, I get orda- I'm up in Sarah for a couple of months, and I get ordained a priest uh, in April. Of uh, 82. April of 82. April 82. I'm in 10th grade. You're a priest. I'm a priest. And now what? And then my they first, say well, you're going to go here. And my, you're and my go. first assignment was to the Holy Land, Carbondale. No. <laughs> Carbondale. This is our Carbondale. Our Lady of Mount Carmel. The Holy Land. The Holy Land. That's where I first met Super Sad. Super Sata. And all the Italian stuff. They're on the west side. Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Yeah. With Father Andy Gallia. Great, great guy. People. Carbondale people are tremendous people. They really are. I mean, uh, even today. I mean, I, I was just at uh, the other night at Pitnato's restaurant. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole different. I love Carbondale. It's a rich history. Yes. Simpson, throw me yeah. in too because yeah. I'm pi- combining. Pi- yeah, we well, are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Father Hillary Malinowski up there in Simpson. He was my yeah. Uh, 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 pioneer days in Carbondale. Bringing all the like Ray Boom Boom Mancini, Joe <laughs> Frazier, uh, the Lone deep, Ranger, and, 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 and it's a Grand Marshal. It, it was a great town. Deep roots, not taking yourself too seriously, no, having a good no. time, laughing a lot. It and was and think about this: the Catholic Church and over over Carbonelia High School. We used to do wrestling matches over there. I forgot about yeah, that. We had Leo Bascalia there. That's we had right. Tony Bennett. I mean, we worked together and. Uh, and and just and and, I, and I, it's just a great great town. That, that was my first assignment. You would think wrestling is in stark contrast to Catholicism, isn't it? I mean, you, I don't know, but it helped us raise money for the parish. <laughs> you know, here are two guys fake beating the heck out of I each know, other. I know, yeah, it was great. Greg the Hammer Steel and Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Right, right there in Carbonell area, Jim, G- Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah, maybe Jesus would say, "Look, this is not only." Fake, it's lying to the people, it's not real, but also we're promoting violence. But it's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say, Yeah, yeah, let it go. Exactly. No one's hurt. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. interesting. So you're in Carbondale for how long? I was only there for two years and then I and then I got involved with the teaching ministry and I went to Pocono Central Catholic up in Cresco. Really? And I taught there for uh, about six years. And then so you're, you're, you're racing through your 20s, you're in your 30s. Teaching now. And the whole time you're like, this is great, this is me, this, this is, is me. Like, Loved it. Loved it. And then uh, the school the school closed, and I went to uh, Bishop O'Hara, which is now Holy Cross. Okay. I was there for a number of years, and then I spent time there, and then I became a pastor. Up What's until, a pastor? A pastor is you, you have your own parish. You're, oh. you're, you're the head of the parish. And so I uh, went to uh, Nativity in Tunkhannock. Absolutely, unequivocally loved it. Now, what if you share it? Are you still a pastor? Like, well, you'd you, you be an, an assistant pastor, an associate pastor. Because some parishes, not, not today as much as they did years ago, would have two or three priests. You can see how I'm confused. Reverend, deacon, pastor, uh, well, pa- priest. A, a, I mean, pa- a, all... a pastor is one who presides in the parish and, and, over, and, and runs the parish. The bishop is the real pastor. Okay, the he's priest, the king. The priest just presides there in the name of the bishop. 
Free housing. Free housing, free food. <laughs> free meals a day and a paycheck every month. It ain't bad, Joe. <laughs> it's, 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 so, so then I went to Tunkhannock. I was there for a number of years. And then I went to, uh, after being there, I went to Holy Rosary in North Scranton. And then uh, I got back in teaching again. I went to Bishop Hannon to teach. And what, then, what grades? What's that like? Bishop Hannon? No, I'm um, teaching when you're te- it's high school. So yeah, you, loved it. Loved, you loved it. it. Love it. And, and and the thing in high school is you know, you're a, you're a teacher. Yep. The age stays the same, you just get older. I know. <laughs> yeah, it keeps you youthful, doesn't it? Keeps you youthful, keeps you fresh, yeah. keeps you up on things. Uh and 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 kids bring problems. Uh you, you know, uh, I always tell tell our teachers, you know, we don't know what happens when they go home at night. You know, what what story they're bringing there in the morning. You know, and how the relationship with their parents and are their parents even home? Or and and so uh, I loved I loved teaching. I loved every ministry I had, and th- and then after uh, teaching ministry and parish ministry, I got involved in hospital ministry. Well, speaking of that, I grabbed my phone because I want I posted the picture that you're coming in today on Facebook, and I got I said if you have any questions, all these former students of yours, great man, he married my wife, and years ago, please let him know I said hello. That's Joey Bender. Oh, uh, jo- 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 Joey Bender was one of my students of Pocono Saint. Yeah, he, so these students he, are all he, saying he, he married Kristen. Kristen. Well, there I see. A wonderful, caring man. Father Seek is a very inspiring priest. They have a couple of books he wrote. Love that guy. Looking forward to it. See, these are all old students. Father Seek is a very nice guy, good speaker. I hope he can be funny like you. Oh, (laughs) that's a high mark to reach. Uh, Great man. Love the guy. So these are all the people you've influenced through being a a teacher through those years. And And you you never really know until after. The I pe- know the, the people that you touch. Isn't that something? Because the, 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 the sermon you give on Sunday, somebody's sitting there and you strike the chord with them. But they're not going to run up to you after and say, no. "Great sermon, no. man." No, no. they. Some do, but most will, you know, kind of let it percolate and call yeah. you on Monday to say, "Father, what you said last night or yesterday in church? Can I come and talk to you?" Uh, or uh, former students will walk up to us and say, "You know, I I love the class you did on this." And so uh, that's all affirming and, and kind. And I great. know. Yeah, and I you know, have people do that. So when you're in your 30s, this is still going on. Your mm-hmm. life is pretty uh, much set. You're teaching. you got mm-hmm. the parish. You're in your 40s. Involved in the school, basketball, soccer, yeah. football, uh, mock trial, whatever is going on in the school. The school became the center of our life because we were there full time. And that's, and that's the days in which there was priests in the schools and there were sisters and, or nuns in the school and, and lay people. Yep. I used to go to catechism every Saturday, and they mm-hmm. used to uh, a, a van would show up at my church, and then they'd, all these nuns would, would pour come out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. a classic I, I, stereotype. I, they were all angry and I cranky. Think when, I think when we when I, at a site when I was teaching, there were, there were like ten thousand students in our system. Now it's down to forty five hundred. Wow. But the, but the problem today too is parents, from the seventies and eighties. Yeah, parents aren't having a lot of kids. You know, we had, we, we had a Bible camp this summer. We had like 140 kids. Normally we would have 250, 300. But I was saying to some of our teachers, you know, parents aren't having three, four kids today. Maybe one, yeah. two. Yeah. The big families, like even like yourself, that's that's unheard of today. Three kids? Yeah. What am I, nuts? Yeah. yeah I three mean, colleges? Th- yeah, think about three of that. Three Can you tuitions. make a collection for me? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, right. A, a relief fund. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to call for, you know, for the poor and Simpson. The poor Simpsons. <laughs> so you're doing all this. Life is good. When when does um, without getting controversial here? Because remember, I have the bell. Anytime you want me to shut up, you just go no, like that. No, I wouldn't do that. When does Father Sika start making the news? Uh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So ten years two, ago. Two thousand eight, January second. Now um, you're your forties and fifties. I, I was in my fifties. I was uh, January second. I was chaplain at Mercy Hospital. 
and uh, I was on call New Year's Day. Okay. I'm on call all the time, was over there. And I figured, well, I'll, I'll go in a little later. And uh, there was a knock on my bedroom door, Father Sika, this is the Pennsylvania State Police. I thought someone was playing a joke on me. So I go there, and there's two policemen there with a warrant for my arrest. And they said, uh, we have to take you to Dolphin County because you've uh, been arrested. The grand jury found you guilty of one count of perjury. So did you know anything's even going on, no. like behind, behind no. your, your never, consciousness never and your background? A, never seen it coming. Is that right? And they, uh, they just hauled me into a, into a police car. They brought me down to Central Court in Scranton to arraign me. And what was that like? Were they very serious? Are they joking? Are they? They were very I guess nice. not joking. No, but were they, they were, were they like? They oh, were, they were, no, they, we they, just have to do this, yeah, Father. I'm they sorry. Were, they, they were gentlemen. Yeah, they were gentlemen. And uh, and uh, then they, they they took me to uh, to be arraigned, and the magistrate there let me go on my own recognizance. But then they wanted to bring me to Dolphin County to be to appear in front of the judge. So they drove me to Dolphin County, and uh, I went in front of the judge, and the judge let me go on my own uh, recognizance. And uh, and it was 18 months of my lawyer, thank God for Attorney Cognetti, Sal Cognetti. Uh, my charges were dropped. My record was expunged uh, because we had a great linguist, Roger Shue. You can read about my case in his book called The Language of Perjury. Okay. He uh, taught at Georgetown for years. Now he's up at Yale. And uh, it was a, a time when uh, you find out who your real friends are because I at that time I had uh, a couple of books out. Okay. And uh, I, w- I had a lot of talks lined up throughout the country to go and speak in parish at retreats. And all of a sudden, one by one, they were being canceled. Uh, Father, you know, uh, uh-huh. we, we decided we're not going to go with the retreat. So finally, after maybe two or three of them, I asked one priest, can you tell me the real reason why? Yeah. Some of our people Googled you and we saw you were arrested. And so uh, we decided we're not going to go with it. I said, well, thanks for being truthful with me. Uh, and uh, from there, I wrote the book, Forgiveness. Uh, and other things. But you find out people in northeastern Pennsylvania were very, very, very nice to me. Yeah. Uh, kind to me. Uh, so, and, and, but it was a difficult time in my life. I'm not, I'm not going to—I mean, it, it, was, it was hard. I mean, uh, the bishop at that time was Bishop Martino, and I asked him for uh, some time off to get my stuff together. Right. And then uh, I, I went back to the uh, regional hospital, and uh, I worked there, and and for 18 months, I was going through all kind of legal stuff. And then finally, on uh, Good Friday, of all days, Good Friday. You have risen. I, yeah, now crucified. Oh, okay, crucified. crucified. But, it was, Sorry. but it was my resurrection. The district attorney agreed uh, to drop all my charges uh, and uh, to expunge my record. And for those who don't know, because I don't know, I told you, even though I'm in the news business, yeah. I am the opposite of a news yeah. guy. I pay attention to science, yeah. meteorology. I don't yeah. even know what this yeah. was. Something yeah. with communication. I, it, what it was, you, was, if you don't want to say, it, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, okay. I think what it was. I was being, it was a grand jury, and they were, and they asked me, uh, Father Sika, do you know Russell Buffalino? And I said, yes. How long do you know him? I and said, who is he besides I just know him as a Russell, mob guy from and, the past? And, yeah, and that's how they have him labeled. And I didn't, is he a local guy? Kingston. 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 He's, and, he, and so I, and at that time. So that was a guy who got himself in trouble, he got as in far trouble. as I, yeah. I, I don't he, know. Yeah, he was in jail for a number of years, and he's, and the time that I was being asked that in 2008, he was already dead for 14 years. Oh, okay. And prior to that, was in jail for, I don't know, 12, 14 years. So he's out of this picture for 28 years. I said, yes. And how'd you meet him? I told him how I met him. They said, you have a personal relationship with him. I said, no. I know him. Do you know other individuals, yeah, and, and they asked you, have, you have personal, I said, yes, personal relationship. So they said I lied, 
because they said they had someone who said to them that I had a personal relationship with them. Oh, and you, they think you denied it. Yeah, yeah. And so Roger Shu, the linguist, uh, Sal Cognetti, my attorney, sent my, that, my, my grand jury pr- pr- presentment to him and said, would you read this? And he said, they arrest a priest for this? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it does seem odd. And so he said, uh, let, me help, let me help you with this. So he said uh, he wrote up a, he wrote up a thing. We, we we gave it to the DA uh, at Marsico in in Dolphin County. And he said if if my linguist agrees with his, this linguist, will will drop the charge. And so his linguist was at Hofstra. He read it and said I agree hundred percent, and my charges were dropped because he said this and basically it's in the book uh, language of perjury. When I was asked, do you have a personal relationship with Russell Bufflino, I said, no. I know him, but no personal relationship. Do you know— Isn't that a vague term, personal yeah. relationship? That's Let me say something. You and your wife can be husband and wife. I have no personal relationship. I know. If you someone know, said, me, do we have a personal relationship, yeah, I don't know yeah, what I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I'd be I, like, I know him. Because I, I, I go back to the, the movie Ordinary People, that final scene when uh, Donald says Don, Donald says to Beth, I live with a stranger all my life. Oh, I don't even know you. And so there are people who are intimate strangers. And Plus, in your field, you know thousands and thousands, thousands of people. Of people. Yeah, so yeah, what do you qualify yeah, as a personal yeah, relationship? A personal relationship. You know, and, and so uh, – and, and they made a big deal of, of, of you, know, the, you know, mafia and, yeah. the, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, hey, you are Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mafia means mother and father Italian association, M-A-F-I-A. I'm a mother and father Italian association. Uh, and so so you live with that. That's part of my past. Yeah. Part of, but you know what, though? You can't let that stuff in my own life. I have to practice what I preach. I can't let it define my life. It's there. So I was— so That gives you street cred. So whenever I go and give talks now, and I just was in uh, Youngstown, Ohio over the weekend— I address the elephant in the room because everybody Googles you today. Oh, so you I just said, bring that right I out? I bring it right out. I was in Mississippi. I brought it right out. I said, you're probably going to find out if you Google me that I was arrested. <laughs> and they look because today you don't, you don't know what you're being arrested for. And I said, it, it, was, uh, it wasn't for pedophilia. It was for the other P, perjury. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so uh, I just get the elephant out of the room and talk about it. Because you know what happens with people is people, people carry too many things. And I always say to people, your head's not an apartment building. Don't let people live there. Uh, and you know, maybe we let, we let our parents live there. We let people from our past live there and people who put us down. Uh, life is too short to worry about all that stuff. Uh, I'm 63 years old. Uh, and uh, if I learn anything in life, I learned that life is short and that I'm not going to let all that stuff define me. It happened. I dealt with it. I'm going to move on from it. I can't force people to like me. I can't force people uh, to accept me. I am who I am. Uh, and I try my best every day not to hurt anybody, to go out of my way for people, uh, to be kind to people. They once asked the Dalai Lama, what's the secret to the good life? He said three things. Number one, be kind. Number two, be kind. Number three, be kind. Oh, man. And that's, you got me with that one. Yeah, I love it. And that's what it is. I mean, it's just being kind to people uh, and giving people – because everybody's going through stuff. Plus, wouldn't you say by you going through that, it took you somewhere that you can now better help others. It yeah, probably took yeah, you yeah, to yeah. a place that you know now what others feel. Sure. I, I, I know what it is now to be yeah, pushed to be, aside. Yeah. Probably enter a room and people leave. I leave and they hunt ask that priest who was arrested. Yeah, and, yeah, And yeah. talk about you. And that stuff hurts. Mm-hmm. And I will say this to you, Joe. I was happy my parents weren't around for it. I don't know how my parents would have dealt with that. You know, and right. I, I know that may sound. No, it doesn't. I, I, I got you. But, but I got I'm, you. Happy, I'm happy that they were in the kingdom. That they weren't. Okay. Had had to go through that. My sister, 
stuck by me. Uh, the Naples family were like my, my second parents. They stuck right by me. Uh, Sal Cognetti, Attorney Cognetti, I mean, uh, for 18 months, never gave up on me. Uh, and just just fought for me and fought for me. And, and I, I fu- stuck by you, didn't even know it. Yeah, and and I found out who my real friends were. You know, the ones that say, "I got your back, I'm with you." They don't, they don't even take your calls anymore. It, go, it goes right. Isn't to that something? You find out. You yeah, find out. you do. I've had friends that have been in jail for various yeah. things. Yeah. And to me, how dare I would I would never think, "Oh, you were, you're not my friend anymore." Yeah. That is a yeah. bizarre thought. Yeah, yeah like, because, because that, that's that's why that term is used so casually. Because is he really your friend? When you were in trouble, he didn't show up. Yeah, that's or, or or she showed up and didn't even you didn't even consider her your friend. People call me up that I never even spent much time with and said, "Father, we're praying for you. We're with you," uh, and uh, and and that's what's important. That's what's important because uh, you, you find out who your friends are. The ones who really stay with you and everybody else runs away, heads yep. for the hills. And that I got a great say, lesson coming and, out of that. And, and, and I got to say, brother priests were tremendous to me. Uh, Bishop Martino. Could not have been nicer to me. Uh, he gave me all the time I needed. He took me down and talked to me about it. Uh, and so uh, it, it was a time in which people rallied around me, uh, and uh, I made it through. And look at you now, better than ever, yeah. stronger than ever. Strong. You got the, you got a couple bruises. Yeah, back in the ring, yeah. everyone loves yeah. you, and yeah. things are great. And so, so I can so I can relate to people who wear handcuffs. I can relate to, and you know, and I make and I and I joke about it. The old Jesus throw the first stone. Anyone who has that's right. That's right. Exactly correct. You know what? Because I learned I learned two things in theology. Only God is perfect, and I'm not God. (laughs) And that's it. And and, I mean, if anybody wants to be, and you're right, people who go ahead and throw a stone, but make sure your life is in order before you throw a stone at somebody. Yep. Because all you're going to hear is thug. Everybody dropping their stones. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So that was a little national celebrity there for a while. Yeah. Whether oh, it was good oh, or bad. It, it was all over the place. It was all, all over the place. All over the news. Yeah, all over the news. And then there was this, this, this before or after your other national celebrity. When did that happen? You're on, you're on. Life with Bonnie? Yeah. Uh, Life with Bonnie uh, was before. So how did that happen? How do you get? I, well, Chris Barnes was uh, dating a friend of mine. Scranton guy, Scranton, local actor, local big shot. We're going to get him on this great, podcast. Great, great, great human being. Great yep. family. Fun. Uh, Full of energy, full of life. funny, and he worked at Camp City Andrews. Had a relationship with him, and I, I wrote a book, Embracing Change. Okay, and so I said, anyway, I can get out on Life with Bonnie with this, and so so Life with Bonnie, if I recall, mid two thousands ABC mm-hmm. sitcom. ABC Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt was Bonnie a, Hunt was, was an interviewer, much like you're doing with me. She, she, had, t- she had a TV, <laughs> program, TV program, and so uh, he said to me, "Let me see what we can do." And so he uh, ran it past uh, the people at Disney because they they own the Bonnie Hunt show, yeah. and they said, "Yeah, bring the priest in." So it was, uh, uh, I was, but the, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, endorse my book. They made me endorse a cookbook, Cooking Up Miracles. Uh, I, I made Shepherd's Pie. Oh, so you were like a guest on I, that I, show yeah, yeah, where yeah, you had a yeah. fake book. Yes, I started off and said, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Father Joe Sika with his new book, Cooking Up Miracles. And he's made Shepherd Pie. I said, yeah, for all the lost sheep in the parish, <laughs> Shepherd's Pie. And so I was on for about maybe uh, three minutes. Three, Where was that, that recording? It, it, it was in, in, in uh, California. Was that like a like a? I don't know. I picture this Hollywood set, and there's directors and there's everything. people escorting you in. They take into the everything. chain. Is all that real? All real. Let Is me that tell, right? Let me tell you something. Disney treated me like a king. Is that right? right from the minute I got to the hotel, next morning uh, into the makeup, they you know get, they get you all ready, uh, and then you go in and you and you do it real quick. And there's a live audience for her show. Then the audience leaves, and they do it. They do it. Real slow. They keep on redoing it over and over again. Nervous? 
nervous, yeah. Is that and right? They know it, and they know it, and they keep on doing it until you get it right. And Bonnie Hunt said, you know, because the, the, uh, the, the program was called Act Natural. It should just be natural, Father. Whatever it is, we'll fix it. And she was great. I didn't see it. Are you happy the result? Or was oh, I was loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, loved, that's good. Loved it. Loved it. it we well, can imagine. How- in fact, I was down here the night the night it showed. Uh, it, it debuted. I was here with uh, Marisa Burke. Okay. And we uh, we watched it together. Is that right? And, and I went outside and did the weather. The weather. Then I I, I I think I did sports. I, 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 I was all over the station. So this is two thousand four, five, six, something like that. I, I'm trying. Yeah, to- that, that would probably be in two thousand uh, three or four. Three or four. Because I had just started yeah. full time then, I kind of yeah. remember a little bit of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Renee you Lus- can understand Renee, that. Renee Laspini, Renee Laspina, our GM, yeah, yeah, from Dunmore, another Italian, another, or as us Northern uh, Lackawanna County people say, Italian. Italian, great, great lady, great lady, great lady. <laughs> She's responsible for me being here. I know she is. I yeah, know she is. yeah. Wait a minute, did you? No, but I know. But I knew that. <laughs> I knew she, that. She knows talent when she sees it. <laughs> Everybody in my parish loves you. you I tell them, well, we love Joe Snedeker. We love Joe You better Snedeker. tell them to listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> I, I got to get them. the numbers up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you do Bonnie Hunt. You get over the controversy. This is 08, 9, 10, 11. What, what happened in the last uh, five, 10 years of your life? Anything new and exciting? Continue being chaplain until yep. until Mercy was sold. And then I went. Uh, What's a chaplain again? That's a, uh, Is it a uh, father, a priest who's at a medical? Uh, yeah, medical chaplain. Chaplain is the priest at, at a medical facility or a college. But or, is that what makes him a chaplain, it's the same thing. Yeah, you're chaplain. just a priest yeah, at yeah. a... Yeah, yeah, because you aren't a pastor, you weren't an assistant, you're not a teacher, you're a chaplain. The MASH chaplain, he was a very relatable guy. What was his name on MASH? Chaplain... Uh, oh, I forget. Come on, Sean, help us out. I forget it. Very, I mean, I, that, yeah. that gives everyone a good impression yeah. of what a chaplain and you're, and you're, is and, you're, and, you're, and you're there for the hospital staff, you're there for the patients, you're there for the doctors, you're there for everybody. But uh, you then see, I try to get this message out, sometimes to my wife, friends, whoever. People... Oh, I can't get this car, and I want a two-car garage, and oh, that outfit looks terrible, and oh, look at my—I'm getting wrinkles. You, what you see every day is people in the in the in the throes of death, well, you know, disease, famine, mm-hmm. and and how dare people complain about stupid little things? Well, you know what? You're right. We put it in perspective, because you're, you're complaining about the car, and there's Mrs. So and So who just told us she has multiple can- cancer and multiple organs. I know. It's you like- know, and and that's a reality check. Because we think it's going to last forever. And I mean, the one thing I've learned also is life is short and it can change on a dime. And so stop worrying. Stop wasting time over people who don't care for you. Stop worrying about the bigger car, the more impressive bank account. Oh, I'm getting more gray clothes. hair. Yeah, oh, I'm get, getting yeah. wrinkles. You know, life, enjoy who cares? It. That's why I love when Steve Jobs asked the college students, if you had one hour to live, how would you live it? He said, that may not matter to you, he said, but it matters to me because I have pancreatic cancer. Oh, my goodness. And so what would you do if you had one hour? Uh, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, the, the next breath's not guaranteed. And so, you know, you have no guarantee your your wife's going to be there when you go home. She most likely is. And, and, and so tell people now when they're around how much we care for them. And don't worry about stuff. There's no armored car 
or you haul it in a funeral procession. Oh yeah. You don't take. You know what? And your kids don't want the crystal. They don't. You know what they want? They want La Busta, the money. That's all they want. <laughs> they don't want your car. They don't want your record collection. They think it's all junk. <laughs> it's going to end up at an auction or on eBay. They want money. Money. That's what they want. A good philosophy is uh, treat everyone you meet as if they'd be dead by midnight. That the Lebanese night. philosophy. That is that I, is that, that? I heard that. I love it. It is tr- good. Tr- treat everyone as if it's exactly correct. They're going to be dead that midnight. Yeah, because you have no guarantee. Yeah. You have no guarantee. I mean, that's why I tell people all the time, you go home and tell your parents you love them. Tell yep. your kids. Tell your spouse. Tell people. Don't hold. I've discovered working with dying people, the 11 most important words dying people say. Here's what they say. Please forgive me. I forgive you. I love you and thank you. Is that right? People don't want to live the world with unfinished. I never heard anyone say on their deathbed, would you uh, make sure my car is cleaned? Uh, I oh, w- yeah. I wish, right. I, w- I wish I spent more time at uh, Channel 16 working. No. Yeah. People say, I wish I went to my daughter's recital. Isn't that something? I You're going to make me cry now. I, you better I, stop. I, I wish me and my brother <laughs> talked. Yeah. We had a fight 30 years ago. We haven't talked since. I want to, I want to mend that fence. Is that what you get? So a yeah, lot of, yeah. it's all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the stuff that matters because people don't want to leave the world unfinished business. Because yeah. in the end, Joe, all this stuff means nothing anyway. Right. I mean, people don't die from overdoses of hugs and kisses. People die from loneliness. <laughs> from having someone tell you, I love you. I appreciate you. Of hugs, hugs and, and kisses. kisses. Yeah. That never yeah. killed anyone. I've never seen anybody. <laughs> oh, well, well, oh, he, got, he, he overdosed on hugs and kisses. I've never seen that. But I know people who wish they were hugged well, and wish are, they were told that. Yeah, these are great words. These and are great it's wisdom life, you know tokens what? you're giving It's just here. too short to waste it, to enjoy it. I mean, to have fun, to laugh. I mean, uh, that's why you're here, brother, and that's why uh, that's why you, I love you, it. Yeah, you, I, I mean, we, we have that. But well, people tell me to be more serious. I say, if you want Come to get, on, want to get places, keep both your feet flame with plants on the ground. <laughs> I said, if I did, I couldn't get my pants on in the morning. But I mean, like, who wants to be serious? Don't you think Jesus had a sense of humor? He cured Peter's mother-in-law. I'll take care of you. You're going to deny me. I'm giving your mother-in-law back. I love it. I love it. I mean, you have to laugh. That's one of my favorite quotes. There's not one shred of evidence that life is serious. Not one. Go no, find it. There's no, 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 no. Laugh and the world laughs with you. you got Cry and you right, get brother. all wet. Oh. <laughs> I mean, laugh. Well, people tell me nothing to laugh at. Well, go look in the mirror. A lot to laugh at. And that doesn't work. Take all your clothes off and laugh then. There'll be a lot to and laugh at the, there. You got to laugh. And pull that stick out of your rear end, too, right? Exactly. Come Stop on. being so serious. So Gosh. tight, puss. So tight, job. Oh, man. I, I mean, know. Well, you know what happens when they die? <laughs> it all comes out anyway. All the laugh they held in all the time. Go, yeah, people want to laugh. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Someone told me that laughter... Laughter therapy is the best medicine for the soul. A laugh a day keeps a doctor away. How about a laugh a minute? A laugh a minute. A laugh a Trying second. that too, Well, Dr. Yeah. Norman Cousins had all those clinics up in Boston where he would put people in to watch I Love Lucy, the honeymooners, Groucho Marx with terminal illness. And people said, our cancer didn't go away, but we didn't, we didn't focus on it. We laughed. Laughter therapy. That's what works. And we take it too seriously. That's why people love you, because you bring joy into their life. Think about it. Well, Father, well, I'm a happy idiot. You, yeah, you know what? You're a happy, uh, intelligent person. Let me <laughs> say, a lot of people watch you. They probably sit home. They have, they're home all day. And you bring joy into their life. Oh, you're so kind and, to and say people that. Want, I hear from my parishioners. We love Joe Snedeker. We love He's so funny. Could he had, I be a he guest? had that head. <laughs> he had that head. Because I have an altar boy past. I wonder if I can come. You what can serve any time you want. What would I do, though? What would I'll I? have to train you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we'll train I'd be uncomfortable. No. A typical uh, day, speaking of your parishioners, what, like what's a typical nine to five day or wake up till, like what? 
As we come to a close Get up in the morning, uh, morning mass, uh, usually 8 o'clock or 12.10. Speaking of that, though, have you seen, if you graphed your attendees since the 80s, is it a continual downward graph or is it now going back up or what's happening? We're blessed. Our parish is growing. Our parish is growing. It is. It's growing. Uh, We have great liturgy, uh, great mother priest, Father Pat McLaughlin. Uh, People come from all over. So uh, we're we're blessed at ICC. You are, because unfortunately, places like where I grew up in Simpson, I live at Chapman Lake now, but um, to to show from the 70s, uh, uh, loss of parishioners. Oh, yeah. uh, 10, 15 years ago, I forget. Church torn down. Yeah, I, I was I was in Youngstown, Ohio, over the weekend, and at one time there was two hundred thousand people there. Now there's forty thousand, and the priest was telling me one of the parishes. He said every time somebody leaves, they're not replaced. Oh, uh, I mean a parishioner. Yeah, leaves, because passes away or just passes away because no one's moving in. No one's moving in. But uh, we're blessed at ICC because the university, uh, the hospitals, and and people are coming. So a typical day is hospitals, morning mass, morning and then mass. you leave. You do you, you just go. You to, have, I have an office. Go to the office, uh, take calls, uh, line up programs in the par- in the parish that we're doing. Uh, see do you want? Do you want to admit though that maybe when they're when you're not doing anything, you watch maybe a racy movie. A racy. Uh, <laughs> you got Mario Andretti. <laughs> I don't know, like an R-rated, or I don't know. Is there any I, I, I time where you just do nothing? Absolutely. And, I, yeah. I, I got the Kindle. I watch Suits. I watch all those programs. Suits. <laughs> bag of chips. Bag of ice chips. Cream bag of chips. Ice cream all over your face. Reese's peanut butter cups and, and, and M&M's. Absolutely. In my office, I eat that stuff. Don't see something you like on TV, you throw out a curse. I don't have a TV. Okay. I have a ki- Kindle. <laughs> I, can, right. I have a Kindle. I I'm love sorry, Kindle. Mr. Modern Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watch. I, yeah, I, well, we, we have a TV in the rector. That's where you watch you. But I mean, I don't. I don't but no. But yeah, there's maybe there, some there's, heavy metal music. Heavy quiet metal, riot. Quiet bang riot. Bang your head. Yeah, I don't kiss, know. You ever just kiss? kiss you let yeah, go yeah, and the you Grateful just... Dead. <laughs> you just hang out. Yeah. Devil music. Yeah. I, I, I go to the Peach Festival and do all the bog stuff down there. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James I, I don't Dio. know. Does that? Are no, you kidding? My group's like Bobby Rydell, Dion, okay, so uh, right, Frankie Valley. All right. So you don't get that dark. How, you can, how, can, how can you replace that stuff today? I mean, Frankie, Frank Sinatra and all that. Dean Martin. Well, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I like Taylor Swift. Love Taylor Swift. I'm not that far from you, 10 years behind, but I'm a, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s, so yeah. I love the rock. I'm a rock dad. Yeah. I'm a dad, yeah. hard rocker. So Blue Oyster Cult. Blue like Oyster you, Cult. You know, ACDC. Yeah. AC Kiss. Could you enjoy Highway to Hell? Absolutely. Dun-dun. Absolutely. Dun-dun. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as I'm not on it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, would take, I would take a detour if I was on it. Well, here's what we have to do before we end. Don't, I think I have to open up a little piece of the bread you brought in. Exactly correct. All right, here it is opening. Now, do you want me to feed this to you, or do you want me to have this? Or you, what do you, we do? Tr- try it. Try it. Oh, I, I love this. I've it's had this best. many times. My wife no longer. Are you ready for this? We're not having white bread anymore. There's too many carbs. Oh, please. I'll That's what, what? You, can't, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. You can't eat this. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> What are you going to die from, being healthy? <laughs> here, here, lie, here lies uh, uh, Joe Snedeker. Uh, he died from eating healthy food. Uh, <laughs> mm, this is good. It's the you best. know I love it. It's the best. How can you beat that? How do you good. compare to that to some health, he- healthy bread? I can't wait to no one's around and I go home 
and I devour this thing because when no one's around, I'm like an animal. You go I home and like you, get, you get a frying pan. You fry those peppers. Fry the peppers. Yeah, now be careful. Your eyes are going to burn. Your nose is going to burn. Open a window because it's going to be it's going to be hot in there with those mm-hmm. peppers. And then you let those peppers to put on paper towel and get all the oil out. And you get that bread. You get a provolone, a couple slices <laughs> of provolone. Put a pepper on there, and you're going to think you died and went to heaven. It's going to be heaven in your mouth. Well. Before we end this, I appreciate the bread, the olive oil, everything. Please, let's just do this confessional. Here it is, my my sins. Uh, occasionally, I have impure, impure thoughts. Entertain uh, you? <laughs> what? I, well, well, someone comes someone comes to me and says, I, I entertain impure thoughts. How do you entertain them? <laughs> what, what, what do you put like, coffee out for them? And they're supposed to entertain you. Now, you're not supposed to entertain them. <laughs> They invade me. I can't stop them. Don't so. worry about it. Right, they stop about four minutes after you're dead. <laughs> Don't worry about it. If, if you want, just call me up. I have, I have a service, 1-800-CONFESS. Oh. You, you dial it. I come on and say, come back to me with all your heart. <laughs> I miss Father Joe Seeky. If, if you miss Mass, press 1. Impure thoughts, 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> I'm going to be smacking two, three, and four. <laughs> Just keep on pressing it. Taking a last keep bite of bread. And yeah, thanks like, for coming in. Th- thanks for having me. You're the best. And I, if I, anyone wants to contact you, see your sermon, tell us about it, buy your books, give us all everything you got. Immaculate Conception Parish, 801 Taylor Avenue. If you want to send me an email, it's embracing change, all one word, at hotmail.com. My books are on Amazon.com as well as uh, 23rd Publication. And I finish this with my mouth full. Don't talk with your uh, with food in it, but here I go. It sounds very good. Well, I hope you had a good time. I did. I had a great time. Excellent. High five. High five, brother. We're Thank out. You. Thank you. Mm. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. That's a great one, huh, Sean?